Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Dawn Harris. Dawn is a passionate and energetic educator who lives by the motto, Relationships First. Her enthusiasm for creating connections is infectious, and she thrives on the opportunity to learn about the things that motivate and inspire teachers and students alike. In her roles as a secondary language arts educator, gifted and talented teacher, and associate professor of teacher education, Dawn continuously strives to bring authentic and engaging learning experiences to students of all ages. Throughout her career as an educator, Dawn has taught in urban, rural, and suburban districts, meeting the needs of children from a wide range of backgrounds and cultures. In addition to general ELA coursework, Dawn's classroom teaching experience also includes teaching English as a second language, creative writing, film studies, and response to intervention instruction. Dawn's professional teaching experiences have been showcased in scholarly journals at local, regional, national, and international conferences. Prior to becoming an educator, Dawn spent more than 10 years in marketing and publishing in a private sector. This experience gives Dawn insight into the skills and knowledge students need in order to be better prepared for a competitive global workforce once they leave high school. This insight also helps Dawn's work in developing veteran novice and pre-service teachers as they seek to educate students for tomorrow's work today. Dawn is also a licensed curriculum instruction and professional development specialist, and her goal in all things is to support educators with planning learning that ignites curiosity and then engages and inspires students in a way that impacts their growth and achievement every single day. Dawn's first book, Plan Like a Pirate, was released in 2021. Welcome to the podcast, Dawn. Thank you so much. It's so great to be on the show with you today. Thanks for having me. Well, tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. <laughs> Do we even talk about COVID? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's been the past few years, right? Um, we're all We're all getting through that now. Um, you know, but I think, gosh, I, I really feel like, I don't know that I would say I'm in the trenches right now, but I think coming out of COVID for educators and figuring out what, um, you know, we, we felt like it was cliche for a while, that new normal, um, that we're trying to figure out what does that look like? What is normal now post COVID and managing, um, so many differences in the classroom learning environment kids have figured out through, um, you know, coming out of COVID that they, know their learning styles better than ever. They know what suits them best as learners as they've now been exposed to a variety of ways to engage with learning. And so I think um, as an educator, I'm in the classroom actively teaching. I'm trying to figure out like um, different differentiation post-COVID is different yeah. differentiation <laughs> pre-COVID. What does it mean? So we're not just talking about meeting kids where they are academically, but really and truly embracing defining learning for every student based on their learning style, their intelligences, um, different modalities, those kinds of things is it, it adds a brand new layer of complexity to our job. One that's fun. It's wide open. Right. Um, but this is what truly calls for us to allow for student led learning in the classroom to let go and let students lead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And as I talked about in your bio, there's a lot that you do in your classes to with, um, you know, what students need and the skills that they need to prepare them for post-college or post-secondary work. Um, let's talk first about your um, background in marketing and how that 
has uh, helped you become a better educator and kind of what made you transition from that sector to education? Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm excited. I always get excited to talk about my past um, because I really feel like my life before teaching um, prepped me in every way for this. You know, I was in marketing and publishing. I worked for the Yellow Pages. We all remember the Yellow Pages if, well, I guess if we're of a certain age anyways. Um, but, you know, working in that kind of an environment, it was a sales environment. It was a production environment. It was a marketing environment. Um, you know, you have to have multiple skill sets, Um to be able to navigate that work, dealing with people, helping people to learn, helping, um, you know, uh, work through projects and goals. And it, it was um, a strategic job. I led people in that position. I taught people in that position. And so when, um, you know, it was 2008, 2009, um, with the kind of economic um, kind of <laughs> fallout that we had, I had to make the decision, was I going to continue in um, the field that I was in after the company that I worked for really disbanded, um, or was I going to do something else? And I really felt like moving into teaching. I'd been inspired by a dear friend of mine who had gone into education. He's a phenomenal leader and educator to this day. Uh, but I, I felt like, you know what, I think maybe I can make the shift. And I joke often, and many people have heard me say this. I said, if I can train sales reps, I can teach high school kids, right? Um, and it turns out that um, actually teaching high school, high school kids is a little more challenging. I'm doing it, but, um, you know. Uh, but yes, it did help me going into the classroom, especially later in life. Um, you know, my son was moving into his teenage years when I went into the classroom, um, understanding kids as a parent um, helped having what we all call in our classrooms as teachers now, real world experience also helped me to know what students needed in order to, um, as you mentioned, leave the classroom and be successful in whatever it is they do. We know that not all of our students are, uh, you know, off to college. They're not all college bound. Some are going straight into the workforce. And what are those transferable skills that they need um, that we can help them with in our classrooms um, that will will aid them in being successful when they do leave? So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know for people like myself and, and yourself who have written books, having that marketing experience helps a lot um, when you're wanting to get your work out there as well. So I'm sure that helps you when you're pro promoting your book, promoting your sessions, things like that. It's a little different. You know, we have to, you know, you were wordsmiths and, and we're creators, right? Um, all of that is really, really important. The messaging is important, but more than anything, I think, um, and Dana, you can certainly attest to this, the authenticity is key. You know, we, people have to know that we're coming from, uh, you know, a genuine place and that we really are striving to help um, folks with the work that we're doing and not just putting something out there that we don't feel is a value or that we're just trying to push push something um, on folks um, and I think that's one thing that I have found being friends with many educators and edu leaders, you know, like yourself and others, um, is that we're coming from that place. And I think that's what what um, helps us to establish those relationships that we have, whether it's with, you know, our peers in the field or whether it's our professional relationships with the schools and districts and educators that we serve. Um, that authenticity piece is extremely important to our success. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I mentioned in the bio that you currently are teaching um, English language arts and um, you've taught um, you know, a variety of learners, gifted, talented um, English language learners. Uh, tell me about the courses that you're teaching this year and what you're focusing on um, helping your students learn. 
Yeah, I have, gosh, I have some really great classes this year. I uh, am responsible again this year for guiding um, grade 10 students, um, those college prep kiddos through the curriculum, um, just helping them to just get get onto that junior year. Sophomore year is a rough year. It's like we're getting everything in that we didn't get in before. Kids have big tests in Ohio in that year. And it's just a lot of chaos and helping them to navigate that process. Um, for me, without being just wholly focused on you know, the test, the test, the test. I just don't, I don't like that language. We don't use that language. It's about helping students to learn to embrace the need for understanding the things in the English language, reading and writing content that are going to help them be successful, whether they take a test or not. Um, So that's always exciting. I've taught year 10 for quite a few years. Um, And then I also teach gifted and talented Um, year 11 juniors. So we are in the midst deep in prep for ACT. ACT is coming up in a couple of weeks. They'll be taking the test. And so that's really getting them acclimated to the structure of the test, what they can expect to see. Um, And and in year 10, what's really exciting when we're not doing that, um, that I love teaching year 11, excuse me, we um, really focus deeply on critical thinking and how do we use what we have gained um, in terms of knowledge in our class and transferring that and using that to, um, you know, better society or for some greater good and teaching those year 11 students how to be content creators. You know, they need to be savvy with creating content for whatever it is that they're going to do in their future. Um, You know, kids are on TikTok and other social media platforms sharing their videos and things, but how do we help them craft messaging that is going to serve some purpose um, that is greater. And so we use, for example, we've been using the crucible. Um, We've been looking at current events and through the lens of the crucible. And my students have, um, they've been working on and are actually finishing up a project. um, What in the world do I do with the crucible, right? We read this story. (laughs) What is this craziness? I can see the connections. It all makes sense. Now, what, did, what, am I, what am I supposed to do with it? What are my obligations once I have this information? So we've talked about who we are as creators. What are our hobbies? Do we like to make music? Do we like to create artwork? Do we like to write stories? You know, what are the things that, that we are passionate about and how can we take that knowledge and turn it into something else, else that's going to help somebody, someone else to grow? And uh, that's really exciting to watch that unfold because when you give kids this opportunity Um, really without parameters. There are no parameters. I I, say, what are you going to make? What are you going to create? And and you tell me why you chose that. They really get um, engaged and they feel empowered and in control of their learning. And I think you know, um, and other listeners to your show know that when we as adults are in charge of designing something, creating something brand new, that's a real opportunity for us to grow ourselves and to see kids engage in that is really an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. And also finding new ways to take, teach some of that material that, you know, is on the <laughs> curriculum, right? Every year and uh, <laughs> to engage the students with learning Absolutely. of the literature. <laughs> so um, your book plan like a pirate has been out for about a year and a half. So tell me about what you um, talk about in your breakout sessions uh, when people hear you speak about your book and why it'll be beneficial. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode to grab a copy of it. 
Thanks. Yeah. Playing like a pirate. Gosh, it was such a fun book to write. You know, I've shared that it, it is a manifesto of sorts for me. Um, early in the book, I talk about my journey to becoming the teacher I am today. Like I was not, uh, I tell people I went to school with now when I run into them, like, well, what are you doing? I'm a teacher. Like what? You're what? <laughs> Why? How did that even happen? I was not a great student in high school. Um, you know, I, I kind of lost my interest in education um, about the middle of my elementary um, school years. And it just wasn't fun. I just did not have a great childhood and school wasn't any better for that matter. So, uh, you know, I had a wonderful teacher um, that I met in my junior year of high school, and she really kind of changed the trajectory of my life. And it wasn't until I became a teacher that I truly realized the impact that she had. You know, I knew Julie was just an awesome person and she loved kids so much. She was just really good to us and taught us so much about life. Um, but I didn't realize how important what she was doing um, was in her role as a teacher. And when I became a teacher myself, I was recalling all of those experiences that I had and what were the best and what were the worst and what did I want to be. And so Plan Like a Pirate shares a lot of that. Um, but it also, it's called Plan Like a Pirate, clearly. Um, it talks about the importance of planning learning and not lesson planning necessarily, but about what does it mean to craft a good learning experience for students? What things must be in there? Um, you know, how are we using technology purpose purposely, for example? Um, how are we including academic and, and content related vocabulary in our learning? Um, how are we inviting kids to write and practice written expression every day? So there are about eight different elements in the book that I discuss that really um, ask students or ask teachers, excuse me, to think about these things as they put learning together. How are they going to embed each of those? And one of my favorite parts of the book is anti-racist teaching and learning. Um, how do we create those learning environments where every student feels like they belong in that classroom setting? How do we help students to understand the structures that are in place that, you know, were originally created um, to oppress and to hold others back? And how do we dismantle those? What is our role in that? Uh, there's a piece on evaluations in there. How do we manage the evaluation process? Because we know every teacher loves the evaluation process, right? <laughs> so how do we uh, make that work for us and for our students? Uh, it's just, it was a really great, um, and I'll say a journey to be on just writing that book and, and getting it in the shape that it is in now for others to go ahead and engage with and hopefully learn from too, and bring some, some really great practices into their own classroom. Mm -hmm. Did that take you a while? Was it something that you had in the works a long time before you contacted Dave Burgess? Well, what's really interesting, that story is really unique because I had written out probably, I would say, maybe 60 or 80 pages, something like that, of I was calling it a book and I had written it and I didn't know what I was going to do with it. It was just kind of sitting around on my computer. I printed it out, put a copy on the corner of my desk. And it just so happened I was in a chat um, well, it's been a few years now. Um, and I had mentioned someone had asked what was a an accomplishment in a Twitter chat? What was an accomplishment? Yeah of yours um, that you want to, you know, kind of just give yourself a shout out about. And I mentioned it. And then that Shelly Burgess and I had gotten connected and she asked about it. And next thing you know, it was going to be playing like a pirate. And so here I am, um, you know, these years later, it wasn't a difficult 
it was not difficult for me to write. Um, those initial pages really formed a, a good solid framework for the book. And it was just really fleshing that out. What does it look like if I go into detail in each of these parts? But I always share with everyone, my favorite part of the book writing process was editing. And everyone thinks I'm crazy when I say that. But it's just that polishing that, you know, just bringing your book um, to the condition that it's going to be in when everybody else gets to read it for me was really excited because exciting. I wanted it to be the best that it could be. So, um, you know, I hope folks enjoy it. It's It's been an, an ex exciting opportunity for me to be able to share with others my personal story in education. Um, we all have those stories and um, hopefully others can just gain a little bit from reading that book as well. So um, we were both at Teach Better 22 and the Dave Burgess authors had a booth there. And, you know, I saw you guys around uh, taking pictures a lot. And they just mentioned they're going to host Teach Better 23 in October. Uh, I think it's the 17th or the 20th and 21st, I think. The same place in Akron, Ohio. Um, and we're both planning on going to that as well. I know you tend to speak at several conferences throughout the year. So what are some of the ones that you're planning on speaking at this summer? Golly, uh, this summer is going to be kind of busy. I I know right now I'm going to be at the Ohio uh, Teacher Leadership Summit. I'll be um, uh, talking about P PLNs and um, creating book studies, professional development book studies in um, Google Classroom. Um, I am going to be at ISTE. I'm really excited. I am not presenting. This will be my first trip to ISTE uh, because because I haven't been before. I think I really just need to take it all in. I've heard that it is just overwhelming and exciting. And of course, I want to make time to see everyone. <laughs> like, Of course, you know, going to conferences is really great to get out and share your message, but to be able to connect with people that uh, we only get to see is so exciting. So uh, I'll definitely be at ISTE. Um, I'll, I'll be at Teach Better for sure. <laughs> Akron is um, near and dear to my heart. I lived there for a while when I was younger. I have a lot of family there. So getting um, the opportunity to go back, not just to see my family, but now to go back for Teach Better um, is really thrilling. Uh, again, being able to connect and share uh, messaging with others. So it'll be a busy summer. I have some things going on in my district as well uh, that I'll be hosting, uh, prepping uh, for our back to school um you know, opening days and with gifted and talented educators. Um, I'll be working with our school therapists on some diversity, equity, and inclusion work, um, and just doing some general differentiation kind of strategy teaching uh, inside my own district. So it'll be busy. I'll be out yeah. and about. <laughs> and of course, I'm always online, you know, I've uh, just various work I do with other um, of my Twitter pals um, with different districts um, across the country and even some international things we've done. So always busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had definitely have a wealth of experience to share with ed other educators and, um, you know, just helping them um, as they navigate, like you said, this post-COVID reality of like doing the differentiation and some of the strategies and teaching before um, you don't really get the same results, right? So it's finding new ways of, of engaging our students. Well, We've had a great conversation today around um, your book, uh, some of your speaking, and um, what you're currently doing in the classroom. Out of everything we talked about, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? Um, you know, I think more than anything, don't be afraid to get creative with how you invite students into learning. Um, and I think as educators, we do a pretty good job at being creative, but, you know, I think it's okay to even go beyond that and give students, 
even more autonomy than you already have. Ask them what they need. How do they see themselves learning in your classroom? What works best for them? Um, I think sometimes too, we tend to think we have to make all the decisions as educators. It's up to us because we're the professionals. But sometimes professionals have to just let go and let others lead. And I think as long as we have developed the kind of classroom culture that students know the importance of you know, their education and um, you know, what it means to learn, then I think we can give them the freedom that they need to start um, figuring out how they best um, internalize, obtain, internalize, and even transfer the information that they gain from, from learning within our classrooms. Yeah, I like that. Internalize, obtain, and transfer. <laughs> yeah, it's really, that's kind of our goal as educators, um, have them not only you know, retain the information, but also be able to transfer what they're teaching to, you know, like you said, the post-secondary um, skills. Where can people connect with you and find you online? Uh, definitely on Twitter at dharriseds. I'm pretty much on Twitter ooh, daily, uh, connecting in a lot of spaces there. I co-moderate the Lead Like a Pirate Twitter chat um, on Saturday mornings at 1030 with Beth Huff, Shelley Burgess, and Tracy Browder. Um, I'm usually always in the T-Lap chat on Monday nights. Um, then online, my website, educationundone.com, has loads of information there for folks who want to learn more about the Essential Eight and my framework for learning, anti-racism education, resource library. There's a gifted education resource library. I've got several libraries out there um, for some different areas folks may be interested in. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, you can catch all of my podcast episodes like this one will be on there as well. Um, and just kind of get some more information about what Don Harris is all about. Um, Plan Like a Pirate is on Amazon. If you just type that in, you can grab your copy there and email me if you need me, dawn at educationundone.com. I am happy to help. I love dropping in book clubs too. So I've quite a few um, groups who've read Plan Like a Pirate together, and I'll be happy to hop in and talk with your group if you all are reading that. Great, great. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the Out of the Trenches podcast today and learning more about your work and your book. Thank you so much. Thank you. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. You can access it through Amazon. You can buy it at the Road to Awesome website, or you can get it through my website at danagoodier.com. Please re leave a review, and you can also access it on Kindle. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at out of trenches PC. Mm -hmm.